Hello and welcome to another installment of JP Morgan's Global Debt Pod podcast. This is Yoshigai, Chief Japan Economist from JP Morgan, and I'm joined today by Ben Shatil, Head of Japan FX Strategy in Tokyo. Today, we'll address the Dalian outlook, BOJ's potential moves, and other potential policy moves. The yen's current weakness is causing debate in Japan about potential negative side effects, especially its impact on import prices. Finance Minister Suzuki even said the yen's current weakness can be called bad yen weakness. Ben, can you give us some thoughts on the yen's move? Thanks, Ugai-san. Thank you for having me on. Um, well, look, the, the yen has been not just the weakest currency in, in the G10, but the weakest amongst all major currencies so far this year. It's down 10% against the dollar. Um, we've also had, I think, the longest uninterrupted stretch of, of days of, you know, do, of, of dollar-yen rises, so the yen falling against the dollar. Um, so this has been a very sharp move, an eye-catching move. And I guess the question at this point is, you know, what's caused the move, number one, and, and where do we think, um, you know, what, what's the path for, for the yen from here? So look, the, the framework we've been using to think about dollar-yen is, is really a simple one. It's looking at yield differentials, yield spreads versus the, the currency pair. And when we look at the, the move in dollar-yen, even though it has been very rapid, it's largely followed the very sharp repricing in U.S. yields, particularly at the long end of the yield curve over the last week or so. Compounding that, you have a trade deficit, which, you know, Ugaisan, I'm sure you, you know, you'll be the first to point out, has been widening on the back of uh, higher imported energy commodity prices in Japan. And I think those two fundamental factors, so a, a wider yield spread between Japan and the U.S. and a wider uh, trade deficit in Japan, have been enough to, to really propel dollar-yen or, or push the yen lower. So when we look at the current level of dollar-yen versus you know, those simple metrics, um, I guess two things stand out. The first is that the yen does not look very dislocated uh, to those sorts of metrics of fair value. In other words, we don't think this is a move that is running ahead of fundamentals. And the second is that given that this has been a fundamental move, we don't see a very large, we don't see speculative uh, positioning or you know, foreign investor uh, flows as being the, the dominant force on the yen at this point in time. So I guess the bottom line for us is that if the US tenure continues to, to increase or let's say peaks or, or approaches the 3% level, that would not be inconsistent with dollar yen into the, into the 130s. So Gaisan, I guess if I, I flip it back to you, Given that background, how should we think about the impact on the Japanese economy from this very sharp move in the yen? Well, the, in Japan, the import prices denominated in yen are rising sharply, but the import prices denominated in contract currency have risen sharply. And the weaker yen's impact on inflation has so far not been large, different from the impact during the BOJ's adoption of QQE in 2013 to 14 period. We should take a sober look at the reality to assess the negative impact of yen depreciation. But this impact is currently added to the huge rise in commodity prices, which is the issue. And on the other hand, the weaker yen is still positive for economic growth overall through a large increase in profits of exporters, 
reflecting the fact that they don't cut their foreign currency denominated export prices and increase profits, and employment in the income balance of Japan's global firms with their profits repatriated to Japan. However, yen depreciation highlights the divide between direct sufferers and beneficiaries, and the former accounts for a large portion of the population, partly because the limited visibility of the spillover effect that the yen depreciation will show, we believe this will become a political issue, and likely soon if the yen further depreciates sharply. And the caution should be paid to the impact on corporate and household sentiment. Currently, concerns about the general price rise are increasing sharply, while the deterioration of sentiment caused by yen depreciation seems limited so far. That said, attention should be paid to the risk that concerns about yen depreciation and higher prices will compound quickly as more and more farmers start worrying about it. Well, guys, son, you mentioned that this is becoming a, a political issue, and I, I think it's fair to say that the uh, you know if we think about who's in the firing line, increasingly it's it's the bank of the bank of Japan, the BOJ. So I guess you know the the situation so far has been given this widening divergence between the Fed and the BOJ, and given the fact that Japanese yields are effectively capped under yield curve control (YCC). The only release valve for the market has been through the currency. So I guess the question at this point is, what would be, you know, what would it take to prompt some kind of policy response from the DOJ? What can we expect in terms of potential policy tweaks? And, and what would a, you know, I guess the bottom line is what would a what, what would kind of a policy response from the BOJ look like? Uh, well, the BOJ is currently concerned more about downside risks to Japan's economic growth than upside risk to inflation. And the BOJ sees CPI approaching 2% from this April and hovering around that level, but it is unlikely to expect CPI to reach 2% in a sustainable way when the uh, rising energy prices fade. Thus, the BOJ is unlikely to adjust the EDCAO control due to yen depreciation for the time being. The Fed likely will continue hiking the policy rate while the BOJ has persuasive reasons to continue the current easing, thereby making it difficult to stop the yield differential from expanding. However, as I said that earlier, the, uh, since the number of sufferers from the rise in input prices is large, we cannot ignore the policy political pressure about the end depreciation on the BOJ. Basically, the BOJ may show some caution on its report and at Kroda's pre uh, press conference that sharp depreciation of the yen would not be appropriate as it would heighten the uncertainty about future effects moves for firms making capital and human investment plans. So if political pressure to adjust yen depreciation mounts sharply, the BOJ could temporarily allow the 10-year yield to exceed the upper bound, but this might come uh, with the risk of heightening uncertainty about monetary policy. And Ben, what will be the impact on the yen in this scenario? How about your medium-term outlook of the yen? Okay, so so let's say uh, you know, as, as you just pointed out, Ogaisan, the, the BOJ does let the ten-year JGB yield exceed the, the twenty-five basis point ceiling, and let's say those ten-year yields move, you know, the ten-year yield moves 20, 30 basis points in a, a sort of a knee-jerk uh, as a knee-jerk reaction. You know, in that situation, I can see dollar yen falling maybe two, three yen. So the yen strengthening something like 2% or so. Um, 
But I think the point here is to get a, a kind of a more medium term or sustainable inflection in the yen. So in other words, dollar yen lower or, or the yen stronger. What we need to see is, is a broader kind of change in, in BOJ policy. So not just a tweak to YCC, but a, you know, some hints that maybe normalization is not that far off or you know, the, the, the entire framework is, is perhaps up for debate. And as you said, I, I don't think we're there yet. So if we don't get that kind of move, I would go back to, you know, first principles, to fundamentals. And I think if we are facing, um, if we're looking at a, a trade balance, which is going to remain in deficit, if we're thinking about potentially a, an uptick in Japanese investor outflows as the, you know, as the new fiscal year kicks off, um, I would see any relief in yen weakness from a, a sort of a change in tact from the BOJ as, as something temporary, unless it comes with a uh, maybe a, a bit more guidance that, that bigger moves or bigger changes in policy are, are coming further down the line. I guess having said that, you know, the bigger question on, on a, I think a lot of people's minds is whether at some point currency intervention from the MOF becomes a, a possibility. Now, I know that, that currency policy is, is under the jurisdiction of the MOF in Japan, but of course, BOJ would be the ones actually uh, doing the intervention. But Ugaisan, you know, do you think that that's something that, that could potentially be an option? And I guess, what, what would it take for us to, to get there? Okay, on the uh, possibility of currency intervention, the, there will be a high harder to get the agreement of the US Treasury as it, as it likes the higher dollar to contain inflation. However, if the risk of deterioration of corporate and household sentiment materializes, it will be different for the government and the BOJ not to deal with this situation. And I myself believe that this should be somewhat softened by fiscal measures uh, from the income distribution side if needed, but blunt monetary policy would not be good at addressing such income distribution issues. And going, going back to the, uh, the question of the currency intervention, I said that the, it will be a very high, harder to get agreement, but and if the, uh, and my question to you is that if the, the Minister of Finance conducts currency intervention in the case, would that be effective? Well, I think, of course, a lot will depend on, on where we are in terms of levels if, if intervention were to occur. But, I, you know, I'd go back to the point that, you know, you and I have both made, which is that this, you know, this move in the yen has been largely driven by fundamentals. And if that remains the case, I think, you, you know, clearly you'll have a knee jerk, you'll have a short term uh, response to intervention. But my sense is, you know, intervention is rarely successful at, at stopping medium term or, or fundamental trends. So I'd be skeptical that, you know, intervention is, is going to be the, um, is going to sort of save the day for the yen over the longer term. Okay, great. Thanks for the in-depth discussion of that yen and potential BOJ moves and any other uh, policy moves. And thanks to everyone who joined today. We look forward to having you join us again on JP Morgan's Global Data Pod. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022 JP Morgan, Chase and Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on April 20, 2022.